Welcome to Sports Beat After Hours. I am your host, Hemahemuli Jr. Joining me today, as always, the internet Jesus himself, Sean Walker. Heavy emphasis on the internet, less emphasis on the Jesus, mostly <laughs> because I don't want to get struck by lightning here at the KSL uh, Triad Smart. Center slash broadcast house. So, Smart. yeah. Smart move. Mostly internet, less Jesus. And we are joined by the local lovable Canuck, Zach Hicken. Uh, I was told I can't use my Canadian accent today, so <laughs> just American. Oh, we've got the- uh, Pleasant Grove's <laughs> finest, Pleasant Zach Groves. Hicken. Can we, can we still call you Pleasant Grove's finest? Because- uh, Absolutely not. Be- um, well, little, actually, let me say this. Little, I- little bit of, little bit of, little bit of breaking news, little congratulations- to Zach Hicken's alma mater, Pleasant Grove High School, uh, Class Six A inaugural Class Six A boys bat or uh, boys boys basketball boys <laughs> soccer state champions. Soccer. So let's just start this off right so now. With I I will start this off with uh, congrats to the Pleasant Grove boys soccer team. Uh, really big accomplishment, first championship in school history. But I have two state championship rings. They have one. Ooh, so wow. I'm going to be that guy right okay. now. Okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, the gauntlet has been dropped, sure. though. Yeah, I can't wait. You'll, you'll have to tell us about your two rings because I have zero. Um, let me just get out there. Uh, happy Memorial Day weekend to the people listening. Uh, special day, special time. You'll be able to spend it with your loved ones, uh, remembering those who have uh, passed, especially remembering those who have served and those who are still serving in the uh, armed forces Special thank you to you guys. Shout out to all y'all veterans out there. There's a big, uh, big announcement, or not announcement. Big, a big thing happened uh, this past weekend, Memorial Day weekend. Um, Solo came out. Solo came out. What's that? Is it the Hope Solo movie? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, too soon. Wait, no. Is that too soon? What? Never too soon. <laughs> Never too soon when it comes to Hope Solo. Uh, Han Solo. But if you haven't heard. New Star Wars movie came out, and I, Hema, I heard the box office returns were <clears throat> so low. Oh my gosh! You did not just do that. Yeah, I went there. <laughs> I went there. Well, surprise, surprise! I haven't seen it yet. Have you guys seen it? No, I have not seen it. Okay. I have not. Seen it. I would, I would make fun of you, but you I, haven't I haven't seen it. Neither has Zach Hicken. Neither has most of America, apparently. Oh. Uh, have you guys heard uh, the so the the new Solo, the Han Solo spinoff for Star Wars? Debuted Thursday ish, uh-huh. Friday technically Friday, but really Thursday because that's how movies work these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, set a franchise low eighty three point three million dollars in ticket sales over the three day hmm. weekend. It's a franchise low for Star Wars films. So I, that's like as I bad as like a say, Jar Jar Binks movie. <laughs> I want to say this is surprising, but I also want to say it's not because I, just like there's been superhero fatigue. Uh, when there's a new Star Wars movie coming mm. out every year, there's going to be Star Wars fatigue setting in. As awesome as Star Wars sure. is, uh, it's hard not to get sick of something when it's so repetitive. And uh, I don't know. I I, I, I legitimately I loved Rogue One. Mm-hmm. I think the only Star Wars movie I can get excited for now is if they do an Obi-Wan movie well, while he's a hermit, which it sounds mm-hmm. like they started production mm-hmm. yeah. for it. Right? Mm-hmm. They are, right? Okay. So... I liked Rogue One as well. Let's talk about our favorite Star Wars uh, movies. Let's talk about 
how we would rank our favorite ones from like favorite movies, Star Wars movies, Star Wars franchise movies, installments to least favorite. Uh, maybe we can even talk about like what we want from Star Wars in the future. Oh too. yeah, that sounds good. Um, so let's uh, let's break it down. I know that Sean Walker, he on Twitter posted his uh, from top to bottom favorite Star Wars movies. Um, some of them. Some of them. Some of them. Are well, you yeah. added like some of the anime cartoon right. series as well? Well, well yeah, because I you mean it, it's canon, canon right? It's yeah. canon. Okay. And so anything that's canon counts. Okay. What if we haven't seen everything that's canon? Let's well let's just talk about What are you Canadian? <laughs> <laughs> let's just do the top Shout like out to my Canadians out there. Let's just do top 5. One quarter of me. Okay, I don't. I don't know if we have time to do all our all our favorite Star Wars stuff, top to bottom. But we can. That's probably fair. We can do the top five. Okay, so Sean, go ahead and break down your list uh, that is on Twitter, and then we'll talk about ours that hasn't been put out in the internet yet. Before we do this, before we do this, I think we need to start. We need to crack open a cold one. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so those who follow me on Instagram, I put this on Instagram, Deshaun Walker on in- Instagram. That's the full name, Sean, like the Lord spelling. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've been, I've been thinking a lot about kind of the latest Star Wars installments because a lot of people, I think you're right, Zach, in that a lot of people are kind of getting some Star Wars fatigue, which I don't understand, but I also grew up on Star Wars. Like, I was surprised. Um, breaking news, guys. <clears throat> I was a really big nerd growing up. No. Yeah, I know. Really? Shocker. <laughs> Absolute shocker. Uh, so, yeah, so I kind of grew up on Star Wars. Like, I remember going to, like, opening night for the non-canonized prequel trilogy. <laughs> At least it shouldn't be canonized because yeah. it's awful. Um, but uh, I, I remember, um, like, I remember when I turned 12 years old, I grew up in Utah, grew up in the LDS church, and I remember when I turned 12 years old, my best friend's oldest brother, uh, sat me down, sat him down. We were all around the same age, and he gave us a 40-minute speech <clears throat> that started with, "You see, guys, the Force is kind of like the priesthood." <laughs> oh um, <my> gosh! <laughs> and it was all, and it was all downhill from there. Oh uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, uh, so I've been thinking a lot about where kind of these new Star Wars films sort of fit into the pantheon of of all time, and. As much as we're seeing Disney, I think, improve on the Star Wars universe in a lot of ways, I don't think they've reached the summit yet. I don't think they've reached peak Star Wars at the moment. Let me just say that they've improved because George Lucas was freaking destroying the franchise. He That's was how they he improved. was kind of running it into the ground. Right. And also, uh, so far, Disney hasn't mentioned the three-letter word of Jar Jar Binks. Um, Thank God, because he's awful. Yeah, right? Uh so, but I don't, but the reason why I say I don't think they've reached peak Star Wars yet is because there's nothing in the Star Wars universe that has eclipsed the greatness that is Empire Strikes Back. Well, I don't know how you can eclipse something like Empire Strikes Back. I think Empire Strikes Back is probably one of the top five, if not top three, all-time classic movies. Um, oh, of all time? Yes, all time. Ooh. Okay. I mean, ooh, like Citizen Kane level. Uh, yeah. I mean, I haven't seen Citizen Kane, but I wow. put it up there with like Jaws. Um, okay. Uh, like The Godfather. Like everyone has seen Empire, or if right. they don't, haven't seen Empire, they know like what the big pinnacle moment is in Empire. Like it's, 
it's, yeah, it's obviously it's the part. It's cinema. obviously the part where Luke keeps warm by gutting a tauntaun. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> That's the pinnacle. Right? No, like um, spoiler alert. I mean, spoiler. here's the thing. Like, as a kid growing up, uh, kid in the '90s, like I wanted to be like Luke Skywalker, and <laughs> I wanted to fight ATATs and oh, the snow speeders. The, yeah, the snow speed. I wanted a snow speeder and like all that stuff. Like that has just like from beginning to end. It is the perfect Star Wars movie from the opening battle scene to all the way to through the, bo- the Battle of movie. Hoth. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's perfect. Like, that's why every Star Wars video game, I play Battlefront. Oh, every yeah. Star Wars video game has a battle on Hoth because <laughs> it's the that best. you can go and play because it's literally the best battle scene in the entire series. Yeah. It's, this is eight um, main series films so far, two right. spinoffs. That's 10 films so far. Um, and I would maybe say like the second most iconic, uh, I mean, Endor is probably second most iconic third is probably got to be in rogue one. Um, that, uh, the, the planet the, the, or moon that they the end Praetorian up on guards wherever. Oh, they, oh, oh uh, rogue one, rogue one. Yeah. Rogue sorry. one. Sorry. It's, it's good. Yeah. I was going to bring in the Praetorian guard scenes. Oh from, yeah. We'll talk about so, that. So, so Sean, book. you go empire. I think all three of us are in agreement that empire yeah, is number one. Absolutely. Okay, so what's your second, Zach? Second, my second. Uh, I put Force Awakens. Um, wow, really? And let me tell you why. Okay, I want to hear. I this. think so. Um, I was only five years old when the prequel trilogy came out. Um, fair, fair. I didn't have that hype building up. For AKA about the same age as Jake Lloyd when I think he starred in Episode One. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay, yeah. Me and him were boys. Um, but let <laughs> me tell you, so. so <laughs> for terrible acting or just no uh, i'm just kidding um, yeah right he should oh, so okay. let me tell you this uh the force i mean awakens, i knew he was bad but i didn't <laughs> i mean like i didn't didn't like that bad like, yeah okay mm. there was so much build-up for uh and i know there was a ton of build-up for the prequels but i didn't like i didn't experience that because yeah. i was very young at the time um in fact when the prequels came out i thought they were freaking awesome like is a kid between I think the last one came out when I was in fourth grade, so I was about nine. As okay. a kid between the ages of five and nine, those movies were freaking awesome. Like they had tons of action, tons of battles, tons of fights, lightsabers, guns, spaceships. Uh, the graphics were at the time cutting edge. They're extremely dated now. They're oh, absolutely yeah. garbage. I mean, goodness, the learn Gungans. how to freaking use a green screen, bro. <laughs> like. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's just the it's droids. so bad to look oh, back on now that like Ah oh, no. Hey, I will say this though. The second best Star Wars video game was based on pod racing. <laughs> that Star Wars Episode One Pod Racer. That's true. Okay. I mean we're oh. I, we have so much that we can go into with Star Wars sure. and this whole Star Wars universe. But um That's interesting that you put I Force put the Awakens? last Jedi, be, or sorry, yeah, the Force Awakens, because there was so much buildup and so much hype up to it. And when I went to the movie, I was completely satisfied coming away with it. I I had questions. I wanted more. I um, like I love these new characters. Like Finn and Ray and Poe are all freaking awesome. Like after that first movie, I felt that way about them, and like I connected with them, and I wanted more. Like I I wanted to know more about them. I wanted. Yeah. You know, I was so excited for Ray to, you know, take on the cloak of being, you know, becoming the next Jedi, the next um, student of mm. 
uh, of Luke Skywalker. And, Interesting. You know, in the back of my mind, I, like, wanted Finn to be, like, this next, like, badass Mace Windu type yeah. guy, you know? <laughs> and Poe, like, is going to be the next Han Solo. Like, I was so excited oh, for man. these. And um, I know it followed that classic Star Wars formula where there's a giant weapon. Yeah. They need to right. destroy it. But it, I mean, it it plays so well. Um that why not just do it again? Yeah, and do it again, so, and do it again, and do it again, and so just introduce us new characters. And here, here I think, here I think I see is where you see kind of the big age difference between young Zachary and him and myself is because everything that you're describing right there. Yes. This is kind of how I felt when I saw exactly. a New Hope, uh-huh. and this okay. is why I think Star Wars: A New Hope is the second best Star Wars film okay. of all time. Because, and 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 the reason why I knock The Force Awakens. Isn't because I dislike The Force Awakens. It has something. I, I think it's phenomenal. I think it's. I think it's top five, top six all time. Um, but The Force Awakens was. It was a new hope for a new generation. Absolutely. It was for those who don't remember A New Hope, who rewatch it when it comes on cable television, whatever, and think, "Ugh, these graphics are so dated." <laughs> like whatever, right? So for those of us who. I don't want to say live through a new hope because I mean I wasn't alive when it came out in theaters in right. 1978. Well, I mean, eight, eight, nine, for the majority of your childhood right. and but your it teenage was, years, your yeah, formulative it years, was it was still this Wars. thing. It was still this thing. It was in pop culture. It was there were there were television shows based on these characters. There were action figures. There was like it was everywhere. Um, and so that's why a new hope is kind of number two for me, and why I feel like I kind of need to ding. Force Awakens is because I didn't necessarily need that. Right. But I understand 100% uh, for someone who's a little bit younger, even just a little bit younger, like young Zachary Higgins, um, or even for like, you know, growing teenagers right now. Like they need that experience of seeing Star Wars in the theater for the first time. And so they follow that very formulaic, very standard, traditional Star Wars model and kind of created a new hope for a new generation. What I think is cool is that I think our choice, mine was also a new hope. Um, and with Zach's choice being um, the force awakens, it's, it's really interesting because I feel like with the force awakens with rogue one, they started making special effects more. Uh, what is it called? So star Wars, they, their special effects were more so I think, practical, right? Yeah, or, yeah. Like it was more uh, like small models. It was a continuation was, of what they did in the original prequels, or sorry, in the original series, the original trilogy, rather than in the prequels where everything was CGI. Exactly, and yeah. I think that's what appeals to all of us at the same time, which is really interesting. Well, one thing I'm going to throw in there is I feel like for people kind of in my generation, um, George Lucas, unfortunately. Millennials kind of like destroyed the original trilogy by going back and like re-editing everything oh the remasters basically yeah like all the remasters like um i think starting in like 97 is when like he started releasing that and like they don't even sell like the original film commercially anymore um and so by the time i got like 2005 and they replaced like anakin uh the original guy that like uh played anakin with uh hayden christensen and at the end of uh, Return of the Jedi, like it's just oh that, yeah, it's just so like the movies have just been changed so much that like um, while I understand they're classics, like I feel like A New Hope's probably been the one that's been the most affected by it. 
um, just because like so much has changed, like uh, just uh, so many things that are like culturally culturally significant about that movie, including the whole you know Han shot first, right, has been changed, exactly. and so. Like, when I actually heard that this was, like, a dilemma that people had or, like, a, an argument uh, that yeah. people had, like, I didn't understand. Did you think it was no big deal? Yeah, I thought it was no big deal. Right. I didn't know why, like, people made a big deal out of it. And now that, like, after, like, I actually did some research about it, I understand why and it makes sense to me. But, I mean, he just butchered the original trilogy. It's, like, the only other thing that he could have totally destroyed is if, like, when Leia says, I love you. And they make if they made Han Solo say "I love you" back instead of saying "I know," you know what I'm saying? Because him shooting first, him saying "I know" is so important to his character and it's so essential for the story that that's why I freaked out. Well, plus they like threw in like the CGI like dancing chicks and like I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But but for me, the story is like the most important thing, which is why after uh, A New Hope, I I ranked as my number three Rogue One. Rogue One obviously comes before A New Hope, and I freaking love how it uh the the end of Rogue One is like exactly the first frames of uh of A New Hope, which I thought was awesome. Um, what was your third, Sean? And it and it perfectly it perfectly bridges, um, kind of the prequel events. So not quite episode three, but roughly that prequel era yeah. with episode four. Like, and it does it so perfectly and so seamlessly um, that that I agree. Rogue, Rogue One, I think Rogue One belongs in the discussion of top five Star Wars films of all time. Awesome. Um, however, I will say, and I discussed this a little bit with you off pod, Hema, so spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> but I will say, don't read too deeply into Rogue One because it might ruin a lot of the magic. Um, there are some facets of the Star Wars universe that I don't know if they completely get right. And some of the stuff that they take liberties with is stuff that's not necessarily canon to right. Star Wars. Uh, to be fair, the timeline doesn't really match up in a lot of ways. Um, but it's a fun movie. It's it's Overall, it's great pacing. It's interesting. Yeah, in a movie sense. I mean, I think it adds a lot to the story. I think the, I think the, the benefits far outweigh the drawbacks. Right. Um, but don't don't deep dive into I, it. Otherwise, you're gonna ruin it. I expect I, I explained this uh, theory with you earlier, or uh, this idea that I think that Rogue One could have been better as a series on Netflix. Yeah, Netflix like series. That. Yeah, like uh, because I feel like they had so many characters. Give us give us 13 reasons why Rogue One. No, <laughs> let's not talk about 13 reasons why. Rogue One. Uh, so, right, it's it's sad enough right um but if, if they would have uh gave it maybe like 10 episodes 10 or 11 episodes each episode's like a half hour or so they could have fleshed out the characters more mm-hmm. more in depth they could have seamlessly gotten their story straight before it uh seamlessly moves into a new hope so i think that would have been awesome to watch plus i could have binged the whole thing in like one night for sure who loves? Who doesn't love more Star Wars? You know what oh, I mean. Oh, for sure. Um, for my number three, um, I actually put. So I put Rogue One at number four. Um, and okay, just to kind of continue on with this discussion, since you guys have had the same one so far, the reason I really loved Rogue One is because it brought a new genre of movies into 
like the Star Wars film. It's kind of like a war um, slash like heist film, and so it's oh, like yeah. mm-hmm. really exciting, and um, it brought just like kind of a different attitude towards the Star Wars. And then I think that the ending is, I mean, second to Empire as far as like the best ending. Um, spoiler, guys, if you haven't seen it, <laughs> skip. Um, All right, okay. So w- what what happens is. Uh, Really are you know everyone literally has they literally have to give like the greatest sacrifice and it turns this like scrolling text at the beginning of a new hope into like something very real and then the whole Darth Vader like just going through and just destroying people is so awesome like I had chills watching that and um so that uh the reason it comes in at my number four though is because of Return of the Jedi which I think is the perfect conclusion to the original trilogy Mm -hmm. um. I, I introducing Jabba the Hutt at the beginning and Luke with his new Jedi and his uh, uh, robot hand and <laughs> like in the black Jedi oh, robes. Yeah. I, that's like that's my favorite version of Luke, and yeah. um, he's just he's so awesome in that movie. And uh, like Obi Wan is my favorite Jedi, um, but Luke's a close second just because of like how freaking bad he is <laughs> in. Uh, in uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And likewise, Return of the Jedi is my number four movie. Okay. Um, and uh, and just, just as you said, that's the best version of Luke, I also think that's the best version of Han Solo, Ooh, namely the, car- yeah. the Carbonite version. You don't like the dead version of seven. Yeah, because so, sometimes he needs to shut up. Uh, no, but I feel like, but I feel like this is the moment where we see Han in, in seriousness. This is the moment where we see Han actually like become a hero, yeah. um, and kind of embrace like, all right, I'm not just going to be some bad boy smuggler. Right. Um, I'm. I can actually like do he, some good in the world. He finds his purpose. Yeah. Like his yeah. his character evolves. Yeah. Absolutely. His, there's there's a and Star Wars is so perfect. The original trilogy, I should say, is so perfect because of the per the uh, movie encapsulation of the hero's journey. Mm-hmm. You see it with Luke, most obviously, but you also see it with Han. Yeah. And you see it with Leia. Um. Even to an extent, you see it with the droids. I mean, there there are all these sure. like mini heroes journeys going on through this trilogy that, that I, I think it works well. And, and you really see kind of the peak of the, of Han's own hero's journey in Return of the Jedi, which I, I think is really cool as well. So, yeah. So it's, it's definitely in my top five yeah. as well. So Mine too. One thing that we forgot to mention is that, like, not only is it the best version of Luke, not only is it the best version of Han, it's the best version of Leia. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just going to leave it at that. You mean you – mean, uh, General Organa on the speeder, speed speeder in uh, indoor, right? Uh, that's no, the, that's the best version of Leia. No, the one draped with clothing. I don't think that's. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> uh, Force, yeah. So uh, I actually had Force Awakens as my number four. Return of the Jedi was uh, my fifth, and the one after that, my sixth, was the Last Jedi. I, I didn't think it was a bad movie. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I think it was. Do we want to debate this right now, guys? Because I think that I, I. Sean has I have a pretty such low a hard on his time list. with this. It is low on my list because I there are so many aspects of it that I love. Yeah. Um, Luke's character comes full circle for like this whole, the second half of uh, the second third of the 
Star Wars movies, but there was so much unnecessary stuff, so much unnecessary Ugh, plot. I, that's true. And that's really what dragged that movie down for me is um, the whole, like, Rose, <laughs> Finn, oh, yeah. Casino Planet, sure. and then, like, the sacrifice thing. Like, what? Why? Uh, Finn, Finn's my probably my favorite character in... I love Rey, but Finn's probably my favorite character in the, uh, in the new trilogy. And... I honestly would have been okay with him sacrificing himself for the greater good because... It would have been better. It, his character development is better. And, yeah. like, him willing to uh, go that extra mile and, like, do what he can to just help what's left of the resistance would mm -hmm. have been awesome. And then freaking stupid Rose yeah. had to go through and just ruin it. I agree. Um, I, th I feel like the benefits outweigh the... Um, the cons in this instance. Okay, there was a lot of unnecessary crap, right? Like yeah. the, uh, I mean, it is the giraffe the seal It titties. is the second best <laughs> version of Luke <laughs> after Empire, I think. Yes. Um, also, I like the development with Rey. Yes. Um, and I also kind of like the way that it brought uh, Rey and uh, uh, Ben... Yes. Together. So let me talk about that part. Okay, let's talk it about has, it. It has this movie, the reason why I ranked it so high, relatively speaking, is because it has like two of my favorite scenes in all of Star Wars. I would say two of the top five scenes in all of Star Wars in it, okay? The first the top the first one, obviously, is what you were talking about. It's the uh it's it's in the throne room with uh the Praetorian guard scene. The Praetorian guard scene, right. Where, which is which is better with the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 soundtrack. Yeah, if you haven't it, seen that, by the way. Yeah, I mean, we'll, that's we'll neither here nor there. Look it up. But uh, Rey and uh, Kylo Ren join forces and just destroy these guards, man. Well, it's amazing. I it, love it. Is, it's so amazing. But the scene that happens right before that where General Snoke gets murdered is like the most anticlimactic thing where there's like so much. I mean, we literally had two or years. Or does he? <laughs> I mean, that is a good point. I mean, it or is very possible that he's not dead. He? But we had two years leading up to this freaking guy being like introduced and like, you know, possibly getting some backstory. And who was it? Ryan Johnson was the director for this yes. one. Literally, <clears throat> just freaking swerved right out of the lane yeah. and like completely avoided it. Like I just very, thought it was so odd. Very but, Joss Whedon-esque. But though. that's that's what I liked about it, though, right? Because we we're so used to The Force Awakens being almost an exact replica of A New Hope that I really liked that we all expected them that we expect Snoke to be such this level ten boss that when Kylo Ren just chops him in half, we're just like, oh, it's over. Well, now what? We have no expectation. And then him and Ray team up and freaking go to town on these guards. And that's why I like it so much. I also think that uh, the the idea that they were trying to, you know, pull each other to each other's sides in this truce, so to speak, was really compelling. Like the way that Kylo says, yeah, you should join me and we'll freaking destroy everybody. And Ray's like, no, we shouldn't. You should join me and you can do some good or whatever. Um, and that's why I thought that scene was so great. Uh, another thing, scene that I thought was so great, and you talked about it a little bit, was that this was like the best version of Luke when he freaking um, what is it, force projects himself across the the galaxy. Um, I thought that was dope, and they're like firing everything they have at him, yeah. and nothing happens. I, I like. I that mean, what scene was your also. reaction when you saw that in the theater? That you know, like 
he's literally just getting lit up, and then he just walks through the smoke. Yeah, when when my, General Hux is that his name? Yeah, yeah. My my actual reaction, uh, my literal reaction when I saw that moment in theaters would give us an explicit tag on this podcast. So I'll hold <laughs> off on it because I, I, because I literally like I literally dropped an f bomb like so in the middle I'm of the theater. Sure. There are like eight year old kids around me and stuff, and I'm just like, holy. Bleep. Yeah, I, right. I'll I'll stop. I, there, I'm pretty but. sure like almost everyone in the theater probably thought that. Yeah. Like, holy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was that, that's definitely like a top ten Star Wars scene of all time for sure. And that's why I rated that movie so high. Um, You're making me rethink my rankings too. Oh, interesting. A little bit, Emma, uh, because that's those that that's actually a really good point. Because the reason why I the reason why I didn't necessarily rate The Last Jedi is because I felt like there was too much nostalgia for nostalgia's sake in a lot of way. Uh, like, it's a very open secret that Force Awakens was trying to take a new hope and make a new version of it, and it worked out fine, and they changed a few details, and, like, things were kind of cool for the most part. But then I felt like for large chunks of of The Last Jedi, they were trying to be both Empire and... Uh, Return of the Jedi, and they were kind of mushing them into one, hmm. but not really like failing to be both at the same time. So trying to be trying both, to do both but yeah, not trying to be either. both, but but not really being either. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but man, that's a really good point. In the in that you you think that they're going to be both, and then they t- it turns out that they're not, and it completely spins the universe kind of on its axis. So I I think maybe how Disney follows up. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, will determine could could determine my final thoughts on on Last Jedi. So you have Maybe. you have Maybe. as your uh, let's see one two three four five six your sixth. You put the Clone Wars series. Yes. Yes. And I know we we said like five, right? We're going into six territory. We can talk about our six, and then we can move on after that. I think it's been a good discussion, though. So I want to keep but, it going. But the, but the clone cl- the Clone Wars is. Um, and for those who haven't seen it, I think, is it still on Netflix? No, I think it's off Netflix. Um, but it will be coming to Disney Plus or whatever their new OTT streaming service will be called soon. Um, or just go buy them because they're awesome. Uh, the Clone Wars is an animated series kind of about that like semi-prequel, semi-right-before-original trilogy. The Clone Wars, obviously. Um, area that that's just about kind of the, the early days of the Empire and the Jedi's fighting them and whatnot. And, and I feel like it develops story um, a lot better than most of the movies. And obviously they, they're given a lot more time, they're given a lot more freedom, they're given a lot more kind of room to breathe and to really seek out the story um, just by the nature of it being a multi-season series as opposed to one like two and a half hour long movie. Um, but if you haven't seen the Clone Wars, because I know it, it is a little bit, it's not off canon, but it's a little bit kind of off kilter for most mainstream Star Wars fans. I highly recommend it just because you see, I think you understand more of the motivation of some of the original Jedi Council, guys like Mace Windu, uh, et cetera, for things that they do in, the, in, per, in particular movies. in like episode three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, I think it, I think it gives just a lot more context. So overall. let's let's talk about that. Like, okay, we're we're done listing, but I did find it interesting that none of us had the original or sorry the prequel three in our top five, but all of us put episode three as the best of the 
prequel trilogy. Well, I don't think there's any doubt that it is the best. Um, right. One is garbage and two is worse. So, <laughs> um, but to that point, there are some really great scenes in those movies, but the dialogue is just so terrible. Mm-hmm. It, except for episode two, it's pure garbage. Yes. I mean, Annie, I just want to, nah, 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 nah. I mean, seriously, like, <laughs> I, I can't believe that it didn't ruin all of their careers, and I almost right. feel bad for like people like Samuel L. Jackson and uh, uh, oh my gosh, why am I forgetting his name? Um, Who are you talking Obi-Wan about? Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh, um, Ewan McGregor. Yeah, Ewan McGregor. Now this is like the like this honestly like it's amazing that people and and. Uh, <laughs> uh, Natalie Portman got through unscathed also. Well, Qui-Gon Jinn, too. Like, you look at the actors that were in this movie. Also, Natalie, if you're listening to this podcast, call me. (laughs) So you look at the people that were in these movies, and it should have been good, but the writing for it was absolutely terrible, especially the dialogue. Yeah. But there were so many great action scenes. I mean, you look at episode one, possibly the best lightsaber battle. Oh, yeah. Wait, between uh, Darth Maul, Darth Qui-Gon, Maul. and Obi-Wan. Like, that was so amazing. Yes. I mean, if you really want to talk about a, uh, an anticlimactic ending, though. Yes. But, I mean, but, Darth, Mar- Darth, Darth Maul is one of the coolest characters in the Star Wars canon, and he's extremely underutilized just because of the way do you guys that hear... battle ends. <laughs> uh, never mind. I'm not going to say anything. There, there no, are some other, I'm there not going to some... say anything. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> well, there, there are some other <laughs> no, off-canon. I'm not going to say anything. I, I mean, there are some this, other off-canon in, interpretations. No, what I'm going to say but... is canon, so I'm not going to say anything. I, I just can't say another word. Uh, episode <laughs> 2 also has an awesome... Uh, Star Wars battle between Yoda and Count Dooku. Oh, right. Uh, especially like for a CGI fight, that's actually incredibly well done. I think that's probably the best use of CGI in yeah, like the prequel right. trilogy. Yeah, it's um, uh, Granted, I haven't it's seen fine. that scene for probably about three or four years. So We'll find out if it's aged. I mean, if we go back and look, it could be incredibly aged. Um, no, it's fine. I mean, it's episode fine, three, it's fine. yeah, it's just, it's the, it's best. the best. I mean, it actually, it ties up all the loose strings of everything that happens in the prequels you see anakin's it, arc like yeah almost you complete. see it yeah become complete and it's you like know the anti-hero journey introduces yeah. everything that's going to happen in you know the and original trilogy that everyone loves let me just say like him like killing all those people is like probably one of the saddest parts the, of the, the padawans yeah, the Padawans. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and it's just just before you know his mother dies, that's another sad part. It's just like, oh, now we understand. It leads to anger, <laughs> and anger leads to fear. <laughs> we we understand Darth Vader now. You know what I mean? Whereas before, like, it was just like some was scary so dude. So much bad stuff in there, like midichlorians and oh man, like just the stupid. I don't know. I mean, George Lucas. Thank goodness that you freaking got rid of <laughs> the rights to Star Wars because I think Disney's doing a lot of right things. By the way, SNL's portrayal of uh, George Lucas is probably my favorite of all time. I'll have to look that up. It's just, it's, uh, yeah, I forget the actor's name, but he's always like just really creepy and weird. And I thought that's, well, that's what I imagine George Lucas to be. I'll have to check it out. <laughs> um, but I think one thing that we kind of want to do is uh, before like our final thoughts on Star Wars, maybe what we want out of Star Wars movie ahead in the future yeah let's um, hear it well i'll let you start um what do you want out of like 
I guess episode nine and like any other spinoffs that we're going to get. Yeah. We don't, cause we don't know where the ceiling is, right? We don't know how far this thing's going to go. Oh, it's, it's going to go until they run go until they stop making money. <laughs> yes. Uh, until Which they, solo might be uh, an indicator that, Oh man, it could be sooner. Than In solo's defense, it did open Memorial day weekend and the numbers, right? The box office numbers right now don't include Memorial day. Memorial day is traditionally one of the better, movie seeing days at the box office okay. I, I probably so it could it, it could rebound in the next day yeah. or so and, and i and probably will see it tomorrow i just i was gone last week so. yeah so i'm gonna tell you that what i before han solo came out i really wanted han solo's story because he is by far the best character in the star wars universe i think that's my okay. opinion opinions are sometimes wrong <laughs> But he was, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to decide more with him on this. He's at least, I don't know if he's the best, but he's up there. Yeah. He's he's at least the most compelling. Like where does his drive come from? Where, where is his origin? Like, why does he do what he does? Why was he, why did he have such a detachment from relationships? Like I wanted to know all that stuff. So we'll see if Han Solo, uh, fulfills that. That was like the biggest wish for me for the series. Now that it's out, um, I don't know. They can really go anywhere with it. And I don't know necessarily what I really hope or aspire or aspire for them. I guess I really have no idea. They could, I, I, they should go somewhere else, find some new bad guy. Hell, they might even, you know, run into uh, Thanos somewhere and uh, <laughs> throw some, throw it down, you know, mano a mano with him. I, I want to, I want to see, I want to see what rocket raccoon could do you know, in would, the cockpit of the millennium Falcon. You know what I really like to see? I would love to see a star Wars Deadpool crossover. <laughs> I know it would never happen, but I mean, that, they're, they're all owned by the same company now. Right. Um, Deadpool crossing over with anything. I would definitely go oh, yeah. see Deadpool. Like, unless it's actual Deadpool too, <laughs> which you still haven't seen. Yeah. Right. I know. Shut up. So, uh, <laughs> As far as like Star Wars, what I want to see out of Star Wars going forward, I mentioned it earlier in the podcast. My favorite character in the Star Wars universe is Obi-Wan Kenobi that we don't really have. And we kind of know, I mean, he's basically been like one of the only guys that's been a mainstay throughout the entire series. I would say uh, between him and Darth Vader, they have the biggest presence through all eight films uh, in like the main series that have come out so far. Um They've started production. Rumors are that they've started production of um, like a hermit version of Obi Wan mm-hmm. um, with Ewan McGregor, who I think is the best actor in the Star Wars universe. I think so. Um, I think he's the most talented. I like most accomplished outside of everything else that he's done. Maybe besides yeah, Liam maybe Mason. Harrison Ford. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, we'll have to debate. Yeah, that. Indiana Jones, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I guess. I but know. what? Ewan, but Harrison or, Ford's pretty accomplished. Obi Wan. I mean, he's 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 done quite a bit. <laughs> but I will say, okay, so I know Harrison Ford has obviously done quite a bit, but Ewan McGregor is a. I guess what I sh- how I should have said it. He's a wider ranging actor, and he's accomplished more in different areas in theater, TV, ah, okay. as well as movies. That makes sense. Well, yeah, if you're if you're gonna bring the stage into this, sure, yeah. So sorry, that's kind of what I meant. But I think that he, that Obi Wan is probably, in my opinion, is the most compelling character, and he's hmm. someone that they can use, kind of like the main actor that everyone knows. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know that he's not obviously the original Obi Wan, but like he's the one that everyone sure. knows. The solo that we got, that's not Harrison Ford. Um, right. 
And so that's kind of like my main drawback. I think my biggest, the thing that draws me most to this movie is seeing Donald Glover as, uh, Oh yeah. I think Childish Donald Glover, Gambino. Yeah. I think Donald Glover is my biggest draw right now. Yeah. I, I, I'd agree. I think, you know, I just thought of this, uh, Obi-Wan is a really compelling com- character. I agree with that. I think well, he's it's also like, what cool. did he do for like 30 years? Right. So, well, what I, th- how I see him is I think he's like Kobe Bryant. Okay. Let me, let me finish. Okay. Obi-Wan is Kobe Bryant in the fact that he, Obi-Kobe, Obi-Kobe, he, Obi-Wan fought freaking Darth Maul and he probably threw down with Snoke. I don't know. Well, we can, that's, that remains to be seen, but then he also threw down with Darth Vader. He threw down with Anakin, like the, the he was the first person guys. to actually like beat Darth Vader. Yeah, he literally and almost killed Darth him. Vader. Yeah, and it, then he finished off his career by reviewing uh, Ray's up. tape on ESPN Plus. <laughs> he he finished his career teaming up with Shaq. It, no, like you know, Kobe went toes with Michael Jordan, and then he went toes with LeBron James. Like he's kind of that basketball character that kind of bridged two different eras of basketball, right? Yeah, okay, I, I get so what you're saying So that's what I'm now. saying. Obi-Wan. And in his last game, he dropped 50 on the Jazz. <laughs> yeah, I know. Don't don't remind me. Um, so we'll see what Obi-Wan does. Love um, you, Kobe. Not. <laughs> and uh, Obi, yeah, so I, I agree. I think that'd be cool to see more from Obi-Wan. I mean, I know we will because there's going to be a They started production. Obi-Wan I mean, that's what, what all signs are indicating towards. And the other one that they kind of rumored – to be coming out when they started like this whole like anthology series like was it Django Fett or Boba Fett? I think it was Django. Yeah, I think it's a Django Fett series. I think that's gonna the be the original the original original clone. Hey, yeah. if they need a poly to play freaking Django Fett, hit me up, George no not, not George Lucas. Who's the Disney president? I don't know. Never gonna happen. Ma- Michael Eisner? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. What I'm saying. So, what do you what do you think is going to happen in the future, Sean? I I want to I want to see the direction, uh, and this is this is mostly for, um, this is mostly for the post Last Jedi world. I want to see a new direction for this franchise. Like, I want to see it go somewhere completely different, somewhere like that no force, somewhere like to to use another line from a from another uh, space based anthology series um i want to see star wars go where it's never gone before uh (laughs) i want to like i want to i want to go like almost completely different and that that's why um that's why i think the discussion we were having about the last jedi really kind of struck finally struck a chord with me because i i start i'm like i'm starting to realize more and more that like it is kind of going different places and Mm -hmm. now i want to see it go like completely completely like almost completely off the rails in a lot of ways um, I want to see. I, I just wanted to to totally change up, um, whether that involves maybe a nod to like some of the non-canon like books and scripts and screenplays and stuff. That How about like an before. like a video game like The Old Republic, Knights of the Old yeah, Republic? Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Sure. I think. I mean, yeah. That would be awesome. That's fine. Um, yeah, but I just I want to see it. I want to see it go different. I don't want it to be. You're sick of the Skywalkers, is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Uh, like, there's, there's, there's an entire universe out there, and you're telling me that everybody has to be related and everybody has to go back to like this one family. Like, 
Come so, on. I mean, here's the thing, though. I feel like there's, I feel like there's more than that. Okay, I think you might have like started like another ten minute debate because okay. isn't that kind of what like Ray introduced by in the Last Jedi by or like did she? But here's the thing: is she was told that her parents were nobodies. So if we're led to believe that, but is that true? I want to believe that because then that ties that Maybe. severs the connection of her being a Skywalker. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what my hope for that is. Right, but now the popular theory, the predominant theory, is that was all a lie. And I don't like that theory. Okay. I don't like that theory very much. Like, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm a heretic. Maybe you guys can, like, you can curse me out, send me send me mean tweets, at Rod Zendel on Twitter. Like, yeah. that's fine. Like, like, totally, you can totally curse me out for that. But, like, I want to see this go, like, completely completely different. And mm-hmm. if you and if you don't like it, you can hit me up on Twitter at Hemahemuli Jr. Like <laughs> it's fine. It's totally fine. Um kind of on top of that note, I'd also and I don't want to I don't want to make it sound like I'm getting political on this podcast cuz I hate politics, but I also would like to see the universe get a little bit more in- inclusive. Um just in terms of of multiple races, ethnicities, mm. even sexual orientations. Um, apparently there's a nod to that in Solo, which, uh, I won't give any spoilers away. Maybe we'll do oh, like a spoiler-ish uh, oh, podcast wait, no, later, but next yeah. Next week. Let's do a follow-up next week. Yeah, yeah. After we all uh, see but, it. But, but I, but I would, but I would <laughs> like to see <laughs> the universe kind of open up in terms of just racial and ethnic diversity, even sexual orientation, that kind of thing. Because again, I guess it all boils down to this is an entire universe. Yeah. Let's explore the entire universe rather than one like tiny little sliver of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. I feel like though they do need to be very careful because not with, you know, the, all that stuff, but like with the way they tell the story, because all the best parts of star Wars are familiar stories that we all know, right? Like the hero's journey. There's a, there's a theory that says all of star Wars is a Western. Do you know, have you heard that mm-hmm, one? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what else is there? I mean, there's just those kinds of storylines. So I want them to expand the universe, but they also need to pick like a familiar storyline that we talk about or that we've, that we're familiar with. Uh, I've heard some theory that like, there's only seven kinds of stories. Have you heard that one? And I think it'd be safer for them to expand the universe, but keep it in a familiar story. There's gotta be some kind of bad guy. I don't know who it's going to be. I don't know how they're going to pr- present it, but Kylo Ren, obviously. Yeah, that's true. Or but not? I mean, or not? Or, or like, depending I mean, on who you really believe. Is he in. bad though, or is right. he just idealized? Like he's right. got his own ideals. Right. Well, I guess we'll see. Um, so yeah, uh, anything else you guys want to talk about as far as Star Wars goes? I think we're pretty much all Star Wars out. Was the also, nice- also uh, no more Jar Jar Binks, <laughs> unless it's a spinoff about. Jar Jar Binks and how he became Snoke. <laughs> Time travel. I love it. Time travel. Um, yes. Was Knights of the Old Republic, that video game, was that on N64? No, it was on PC oh, yeah, that was and a PC Xbox. Oh, okay. Was it on Xbox too? They made a version of it. I played it on PC. So. I played it on PC yeah. as well. What was the Star Wars one that was on N64? Uh, that the w- original Battlefront. Was it Battlefront? It had the Hoth battle on it for sure. I think it was Battlefront. All I remember is that there was a there was a level on, on Hoth where you had to shoot all of the uh, those like uh, communication droids that are like they look like crabs, kind of. Do you know what I'm talking about? 
I think so. Um, Shadows of the Empire. Shadows of the Empire. That's it. I have that game somewhere. Yeah, and there was there was a very popular Hoth scene that also involved getting in a land cruiser and um, tying up the uh, oh yes adats. And you had to go around like five times yeah. and then you have to unhook it. Yeah. Oh, man. That was great. We were just playing uh, N64 before we came in here. Yeah. It was pretty good. <laughs> we were playing Mario Kart. And I swear, we couldn't, our eyes could not understand what we were seeing. The graphics are so bad. Like, we were getting headaches. And, uh, but back in the day, like, those were the graphics. Yeah. The graphics. Let's These, get nostalgic for a second. Okay. And realize, like, so I just barely bought a Super Nintendo Classic. And I've been playing a lot of Super Nintendo. Uh, shout out to A Link to the Past oh, and cool. Mega Man and Does oh, and the, and the previously unreleased version of Star Fox Two. Um, How many games so, are on? So that I've thing? been sixty-ish, uh, okay, somewhere in there. That's cool. Um, and so I've been playing a lot of the Super Nintendo Classic, and I'm realizing like, like. Obviously, you don't expect the graphics to be great, but, like, in a lot of ways, they're even worse than I remembered <laughs> still. Really? Like, even thinking back to, like, the old NES and the old Super Nintendo, like, I feel I feel like they've gotten worse. They haven't aged super well uh, graphically or not, like, rhythmically in this, not, like, the actual story, but... but uh, Secret of Mana. Secret of Mana is another really good one where, like, I still love Secret of Mana. I love the gameplay. I love the story overall. But, man, but it's, really, it's really it's really cheesy. It's oh. just, like, it's so cheesy. And, like, I don't remember it being that cheesy. And, like, I can look past it and realize, like, how good the story really is. But, I don't know. Like, it's are just, you talking about, different. like, how Link has uh, pink hair on A Link to the Past? Uh, that's part of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's part of it. Yeah, I think that was probably my biggest pet peeve of like any Zelda game is that he just randomly had pink hair. <laughs> yeah, Zach Zach Hicken, not a fan of a Link to the Past. I don't understand that. I will say that for another that podcast. I don't like a Link to the Past. We should talk about this next week, though. Okay, we'll talk our favorite Zelda games next week. Let's do it because we <laughs> we've been debating this for several days. I feel like. <laughs> Well, I think like the last several weeks that we've come in, you guys have made fun of me for what I said my favorite <laughs> Zelda games are, and I have legitimate reasons why. Okay, but you jerks won't give me the time to actually talk about it. So it's because your it's because your reasons are wrong. <laughs> okay, everybody, well, show you why they're everybody's right. entitled to their opinion, even their, if their opinion is stupid and wrong, <laughs> like Zach Hickens about Zelda. Wow, oh, man, yeah, we'll, we'll talk. That about might that have been the week. hottest thing I've ever said into a microphone. Eat your heart out, Ben Criddle. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's number two. Oh, and my now goodness. It's two. I love it. I love you, Ben. I love you. <laughs> man, I don't know how oh, ben, else Sean, to you go were on one tonight, man. Shout out to Ben Criddle, who's always <laughs> told me, uh, radio local radio host Ben Criddle, who's always told me that I need to spew more hot takes into mm-hmm. a microphone. This is just the start of it. Get oh, me get man. me talking about video games. Dude, That's I don't know mean. if I can get on the pod with you anymore if you're going to be tossing <laughs> insults at him. I mean, he kind of is uh, – he employs me at my other job, so I can't get in bad with him. I'm sure this will all be quoted on Cougarboard in the morning. Oh, man. Can't wait. It's going to be great. Shout out to Cougarboard.com. Man, I, well, I think Our loyal sponsor a, of the podcast. <laughs> That's a good That's a good place to end it, I think. I don't know. I have nothing else to say. What about you, Sean Walker? We, we should probably bring up a uh, shout out to a couple state champions this weekend. Oh, that's right. I forgot we were going to talk about that. PG, baby. So PG soccer, uh, Alta soccer, uh, Harriman softball. 
Um, you shot the game. <laughs> I don't remember. Box Elder Softball, <laughs> uh, Jordan High's Baseball, and uh, Bingham High Baseball. So, oh, yeah. Those are 5A, 6A for uh, softball, soccer, and baseball. Did I get the – was it Harriman for 6A mm-hmm. softball? Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of yes. great games. Shout out to Box Elder, 5A softball champions you know, coming I will through say this the losers about bracket. Box Elder. Right. That Box Elder Bountiful game, those two games Nuts. are the two best prep games I've seen in probably two or three years. Wow. That it was great. Hemma watched the second game with me, and that second game was fen- phenomenal. Yeah. Was it not? There were some great catches. Oh, I, it's, it was crazy because, like, on my field, it was, it was a great game also. Uh, Grantsville, I think, was the girls that won that I was filming. Uh, that was that was uh, last that was week. was two weeks ago. Yeah. So oh, I shot man. Grantsville last weekend or two weekends ago. We should give uh, shout out to the Grantsville <laughs> softball team because they yeah. always deserve it. It was Har- You were you were shooting Harriman Syracuse. Oh, was it? Har- oh, yeah, that's right. Ugh, it's been I, a long it week. all blends together, guys. Yeah. Like, also, I know shout you guys out, probably are to like, Brody man, Aaron. you guys are stupid for not knowing <laughs> this, but like, honestly, it all blends together. It's also one o'clock in the morning. Um, Shout out to Dixie Baseball while, yeah. we're, while we're at it. Oh, uh, yeah. Dixie Park probably City had Lacrosse. the best ending of a game, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Game-winning suicide, yeah, suicide squeeze. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. Shout out to Park City Lacrosse. Park City Lacrosse. Both uh, boys and girls. Lone, Lone Peak girls, girls track, winning their first title in two decades. Oh, Lone Peak uh, tennis, sweeping oh, the uh, sweeping homer. state. <laughs> shut up. No, Corner, shut Corner Canyon girls golf with the three-peat mm-hmm. over in the 5A state meet. Yeah, now, um, I'm just I'm just going back like three weeks now. Whatever. I think we've shouted out all these other ones, but the shout out to Harriman Wrestling for hiring Olympic gold medalist Rulon Gardner as their new coach. Uh, yeah, it's it was a big it was a big busy stressful week for uh, us for covering all these prep sports, but now it's like there's nothing. So it's even more stressful. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll have nothing. Um, but me and Zach are talking about uh. Coming up with some great content for prep sports. Um, we'll be updating you guys, I guess. Uh, it's c- coming soon. There's a lot to g- get ready for football season. Uh, it's right around the corner. Right around the corner. So I'm super excited for that. Um, yeah, I think we're uh, ready to tune out and drive home before we crash and die. So, so shout out to the state champs. Shout out to uh, the best Zelda game out there, A Link to the Past. Not Majora's oh, Mask. Man. Majora's Mask. Karina. <laughs> this is Sean Walker signing off for Hema Hemuli Jr. and for Barry Melrose himself. Thank you, A. Eh? That's good.